sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends, grace to you and peace on this Transfiguration Sunday. Amen. If you've ever been up in an airplane, I imagine many of you have. And if you enjoy the window seat, like I do, some don't enjoy the window seat, just like wake me up when I get there. <laughs> but if you enjoy looking out, there is this amazing experience that we have when we fly with the clouds. All kinds of different clouds and cloud formations. The thrill of going up through the clouds on a dreary day, you know, and then clear blue when you get above them with the clouds becoming like a virtual carpet below or, or maybe just a landscape if it's not a, you know, depends on the cloud formations and the types of clouds. I remember the first time when our little daughter Katie was old enough to look out the window and kind of comprehend all of this. She was so nervous as we were about to take off. She looked up and it was a cloudy day. She said, are we going to crash into the clouds, Daddy? <laughs> and then, of course, we didn't crash into the clouds. We had some bumps and things. And, and, then, and then new eyes, you know. And, and she wondered, can we walk on the clouds? <laughs> And then we descend, of course, back through the clouds and, and the houses and the baseball fields and the freeways start to emerge again. Sometimes that was bumpy, right? I want to just take you up into the clouds a bit, at least in your mind's eye, on this Transfiguration Sunday. When we hear again of Jesus' journey up into the clouds with Peter, James, and John, Matthew says that from the cloud a great voice comes. And we hear the very same words that we heard at Jesus' baptism just a few weeks ago. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. But before the voice in the cloud, something else happens. They don't take an airplane up into the clouds or up the mountain. They, they hike. They hike it. They're hiking up. And we don't know which mountain it was, but we can guess it was one of the multiple mounts that came up from the western shores of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus goes with three of his disciples up there, and when they get to the top, and I imagine they were all out of breath and sweaty, the text says Jesus transfigures before them, or the Greek says metamorphosizes. And suddenly there with him, they see Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. This is, this is a mountaintop experience. Remember that these guys are Jewish, and Moses and Elijah were probably their childhood heroes. They were certainly great heroes of the faith. So this is a mountaintop experience in a number of levels. It was literally a mountaintop, but also they're seeing celebrities here. It's amazing that they knew exactly who they were looking at. I just find that amazing, and I like to joke, you know, it's, well, that makes sense, though, because they had their baseball cards, you know, as little kids. They knew, they knew their heroes, Moses and Elijah, who, of course, one represented the law, Moses, and the other, the prophets, Elijah. So Peter, at this point, let's give him some credit. 
he knows that he's in the presence of greatness. And he says, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's build. Let's build. Let's, let's capture it. Peter gets ragged on a lot, but let's give him some credit. He knew a good thing when he saw it, and he wanted to celebrate it and keep it close. Let me, let me just pause for a second. What, what's something that you would want to celebrate and keep close? We, we talked in Bible study this week about uh, picture-taking, how that, that, that's kind of a, a little way of wanting to celebrate something good and keep it close. It's a human inclination that Peter has. In a way, nothing wrong with it. But we also talked about, um, at least I reflected on the picture taking that I did on this recent trip in January to Turkey and Greece. And at one point on the trip, I did put the camera away. You know, so many pictures are being taken anyway. But there is something about taking the picture, focusing on that, that you miss just being wherever it is you are in these great, beautiful places or on these mountaintops or these vistas, just take it in. Put the camera away, just take it in. So maybe something like that's going on there with Peter, you know? I mean, he wants to take a picture or build something. Almost as soon as he says this, the clouds envelop all of them. There's something completely new ever flown away from something or someone you wanted to celebrate and keep close, but, but, but as you're wanting to hang on, you fly up into the clouds and you're enveloped. You know, something new is happening. We want to hang on to something, but we're moving away from it. or Something new is coming up. I love that we've had some cloud cover this week. Thanks be to God. We've had some rain. How cool that the clouds have enveloped us a bit recently. And for Christians, all that's baptismal. I wonder if it, if it rained on Peter, James, and John when they were up in that cloud. I don't know. The clouds enveloped those disciples up there on the mount. And while Peter is still speaking, hey, let's, let's take a picture, let's capture it, let's build. They hear a voice. This is my son, the beloved out of all these three, the law, the prophets, and Jesus, listen ultimately to Jesus, the voice says. And the disciples are terrified, Matthew tells us. I think they're scared not because of the surreal, not just because of the surrealness of the whole experience, but because they've always listened to the law and the prophets. Everything is changing. Something completely new. They want to hang on to what was back there. And, and now this cloud has taken over. They fall on their faces in fear. And some scholars have positive, posited in worship also. They fall on their faces in both fear and in worship. And I, I want to work with that a little bit. We worship God when we are overcome with fear. We worship God when we are just simply overwhelmed and, and even when we're overjoyed. It's good for us to be here. Let's worship God. Word and sacraments, how we understand worship in the Lutheran church, that's what, that's what worship is. You know how the clouds can disperse bright light everywhere? As we first went up into the clouds 
on the airplane with Katie, little Katie. I remember how quickly she noticed that and, and was bothered by how bright it was. She kept wanting to shut the window shade, and I kept lifting it back up as we were going up into those bright clouds. I said, wait, 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 it gets better. Wait, Katie, wait. And sure enough, just as quickly as all the glory and majesty and mystique of the cloud and the voice came on, it was gone. And Jesus is simply reaching out his hand and touching them. Have you ever noticed that? Jesus touches the disciples, it says. That was something that we kind of skip over because we go on to what's said. But it says Jesus is touching them. He touches them. It's a healing touch, a comforting touch, a compassionate touch. We have to be careful with touch. Touch has become something that's either romantic or inappropriate or abusive, I think. Touch has certainly been misused. But there is another kind of touch too, you know. One time I was going through a really difficult time some years back and I confided in a pastor who I really admired and she after I kind of shared what was going on, she took my face in her hand. And it felt neither romantic nor inappropriate. And all she said was, I'm, I'm so sorry. See, it gets better. <laughs> Wait, don't shut the shade. You know, it gets better. It gets better. Jesus reaches out and touches the disciples. The Gospel of Matthew tells us. And then he says, what he says, he says two things. Get up and don't be afraid. And then they go back down the mountain. <laughs> it's such a mixture of emotion, this story. There's so many things that, that those disciples are going through. No wonder the whole thing kind of happens in a cloud. There's just so much. There's the exhaustion and the joy and the anticipation as they're going up. There's, the, there's both this clarity and also confusion all mixed together. Then there's this brightness that makes you want to shut the shade, this knee-bending, face-down fear. There's compassion and trusting and peace at the end. There's the touch and the single voice. Get up. Don't be afraid. And finally, at the end, Jesus takes them back down off the mountain. I like to think the clouds make things a little bumpy in the descent, but they still follow. They still descend the mountain. This Sunday marks a turning point for us. We turn from the twinkling glow of the Christmas and Epiphany stars and lights to the wilderness of Lent. This week on Wednesday comes Ash Wednesday where we get our bearings, you might say, where we check our compasses, our GPS, and we realize, oh, wait a minute, we're off track. We need to turn around. Turning's that major theme for us in Lent. It's tough admitting that you're lost, that you need to turn around, that you're broken, that you're confused or scared. But, friends, let's not forget this transfiguration moment. Being on the mount, enveloped by the cloud, hearing that voice, 
seeing Christ shining bright for a second, and then the peace that follows once all that's gone. And he takes our face in his hand compassionately and says, keep going, don't be afraid. I'm not leaving you, I'm staying with you. Follow me. We descend the mountain, having glimpsed a vision. We know that we're to listen to Jesus. And then, this curious thing, at the very end of the passage for today, Jesus says, he commands him, don't tell anyone. (laughs) There's a lot that can be said about this. Um, A lot in scholarship, it's a recurring theme in the Gospels for Jesus to say this. Some have called it the secrecy motif. Don't tell anybody about this. I like to think about it like this. Don't post this, (laughs) Jesus is saying. Don't post this, you know? In other words, let this work on you a little bit internally. I think in our our time, many of us, not, not all of us, but that need to kind of post and put things out there, almost like reflect sort of the, the depth of the experience right out into the world, and it doesn't really register with us, or, or we need others to help us do that maybe is what's going on. Anyway, I, I keep thinking about that blessed are the pure in heart translation. I've, I've talked about it for a couple of weeks, Gene Peterson's translation of, of the Sermon on the Mount piece where Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Peterson says, Blessed are you when you get your head and your heart right. Because then you can see God out in the world, externally. Blessed are you when you get kind of your internal stuff. I think that's a great theme for us coming into Lent. Don't don't post this. Let it work on you internally. Sit quietly with this experience this mountaintop experience, all these things, the the exhaustion and the confusion and the blessing, the, the cloud, the glory, the voice, the touch, the direction. Get up. Don't be afraid. Just let that work on you. Don't tell anybody. Just let this, let this sit. My friend used to say, let it, let it marinate. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Well, what's he saying? Listen to him. What is Christ saying to you in these days? How are you being called down into the beautiful and challenging valleys of Monday to Saturday? Sometimes the descent can be bumpy, but wait, it gets better. It gets better. (laughs) Don't close the shade. Friends in Christ, let's give thanks. That is, let's worship God because, you know, in all of this, we don't go it alone. We have one another. We have this community. We have nourishment, word, holy word, and holy meal, and we have our great shepherd of the sheep, and, and, and he's leading us. Jesus doesn't just push you back down the mountain and keep hanging with Moses and Elijah like, get, out of, get off my mountain, you peons. <laughs> Best of luck down there. No, he leads us down. He goes before us 
shepherding us into the valleys, into the challenges. Christ's body and blood are food for the journey. The waters that gush from the clouds remind us of our baptismal promises. And so we can go, led in love. We can get up as we're pointed to do the same, to lead others in love, to share, to care and bless, and be the people that God has called us to be. Thanks be to God. Amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You could edit.